I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. This is the second most popular statement that comes up in conversation at this age. Second only to what kind of personal hell is perimenopause? We have wrinkles and gray hairs that indicate that we should be wise. We should have all the answers. We should know what to do next, right? But truth be had, we're all freaking lost. Why? Because we've been attending to everyone else's needs for so long, we forgot what we were doing before the chaos of motherhood took hold. We've forgotten where we were good. We've forgotten what our trajectory was. We've forgotten most of the life in the before times. And now we're coming into the after times. The opportunity to not spend every waking hour thinking of others. To actually think about ourselves. And we haven't a clue where to begin. It's like waking up with amnesia. Last year, Mir and I read a book called Restart. He doesn't like to read, so we do it together. It's about a boy that was like a royal pain in the ass. He was a bully. He terrorized the middle school. He ran with a tough crowd. And in a freak accident, he falls. And when he wakes up, he has amnesia. He can't remember anyone or anything. And he has no choice but to start over. And not to ruin it for you, but he chooses to be kind, to be funny, and to be a good friend. I see this phase in our lives as a gift. Assuming we're open to exploring the what-ifs, and it really does give us an opportunity to start fresh. Just like Chase Ambrose in the book, we can choose to be anything we want. Say that with me. I can be anything I want. Now, you likely have limiting beliefs that are keeping you from truly believing that. Beliefs like, I didn't go to school for that, or I need a degree for that, or I'm not smart enough, or here's a good one. I'm too old for that. And I'm here to tell you that it's all BS. Assuming you can at least follow my argument here, where do we even begin? In my signature Ignite Her program, we start in the past, which sounds counterintuitive since we're trying to build something new, but there's so many incredible treasures buried in our timeline that can really help us create a path forward and make space for our what's next. So I want to share with you just three of the areas that we work through in Igniter to help you get started right now. In our second week of Igniter, we do a deep dive into our timelines. Everyone gets out a big piece of paper and they detail their life year by year, starting from when they were born until today. Seriously, this is why we meet for 90 minutes. I ask loads of questions to get them to remember pertinent details and their milestones. And I ask questions about what those milestones meant to them, who their best friends were, what were their favorite things. I have tons of questions and prompts to keep them pulling all of these little treasures out. Once they have it all laid out, 
we do several exercises and we come back to that timeline week after week because it continues to give us answers. The first exercise is around recycling dreams. Now, you could certainly sit down and lay out your own timeline, but for right now, just think of when you were 10. What did you want to be when you grew up? How about when you were 14 or even four? What are all of those things that you wanted to be? Now, did you pursue any of those? Now, I created my original dream when I was 10, and I pursued it to the letter. I declared at Debbie Seabreck's 10th birthday that I was going to become an interior designer and move to the big city. A pretty big dream for a girl in a tiny town in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. But that's exactly what I did 12 years later. Now, I followed my 10-year-old's dream, but most people do not. So take that list of all of your dream professions, all those thoughts of what you were going to be when you grew up, and then really look at them. What was at the core of each of them? What was the draw? So for example, if you wanted to be part of a fire or police department, Was it because it was exciting or was it because you could help people or was it because you could wear a uniform? Same goes for doctor, teacher, or lawyer. What about the profession was appealing to you? What did you pursue after high school? What did you study and or what was your first job? Why did you select them? Again, what was the draw, okay? And really, if you're in a place that you can write these things down, here's the profession, and this is now looking back what it was really interesting to me. For me, interior design was about beauty and comfort and creating something out of nothing. When I was even younger, I wanted to be a teacher. I loved playing school, and I forced my brother and my cousin to play with me, much to their dismay. For me, as a teacher, I was able to tell others what to do, and I could help them learn new skills. So do you see a thread that runs through your past dreams that still interests you? Are you still drawn to opportunities to help, to find adventure, or to share knowledge? Make a note of that, okay? Each of those dreams, I think back to when my oldest was in elementary school and he declared to my husband and I that he wanted to be a security guard at his school. Now, my husband was a security guard in college and he couldn't think of something he'd rather not have his child do. So he's like poo-pooing this dream and I'm saying you're not understanding what he's saying. He is saying he wants to be a security guard. He doesn't know the pay structure or or how he'll be, you know, promoted and so forth. He sees that as a protector. He sees that as being important. He sees that 
as helping, and he sees the opportunity to stay close to the school that he loves. That's what I want you to do. Our adult mind looks at our kids' dreams and sees them just as like frivolous, you know, makes no sense. But go deeper, go deeper to what it was about those dreams that you had. What did you want? What was appealing? And make a note of that. Our second exercise is outdated dreams. Looking back at your life, are there dreams and aspirations that you had that you weren't able to achieve, but you're still holding on to? So again, at recycled dreams, those are dreams that we let go of. Those were those big dreams that they kind of came and went and, you know, each phase of our life, we held on to them or actually let go of them. But these are dreams that we still wish we had, that we're still pining for. So did you always want to live abroad? Or did you want to be a singer or a performer? Did you want to have a different number of children than you actually have? That could be lesser or more than, by the way. Do you find yourself always saying, I always wanted to, but... What were they and what kept you from getting them? Now, you can look at these the same way you looked at recycled dreams. You can pull from them what the draw was. But these are typically keeping us a bit stuck. We associate these dreams with roadblocks in our timeline and or we have resentment of someone that may have prevented us from them coming to fruition, okay? So for example, I have one client that wanted to be a music teacher when she was in high school and she would have been an amazing one. But her mother told her that it wasn't practical. Each town only has one music teacher. If she wanted to assure she got a job, she should go into finance and banking, which she did. And suffice it to say, she no longer works in finance and never enjoyed the work that she did. And now as she's moving forward, she doesn't know where to go because that's all she ever wanted and she couldn't get it. And the thing that she pursued, she didn't want. And so she's at this crossroads. We hold on to these old dreams and the visions of the life we thought we would have had. And that's what keeps us stuck. If we can't have that, we'll just do nothing. We'll just wait. We have to be willing to let go of the life we thought we wanted to make space for the life we are meant to have. I'm going to repeat that. We have to be willing to let go of the life we thought we wanted to make space for the life we are meant to have. I think of my clients who had someone say, no, you can't do that. Or, and so thus, 
they're going to stay stuck. Or my clients whose children seem to be standing in their way. I never wanted this. I never wanted this. Where we stand right now is where we are supposed to be right now. All of your decisions, we talked about this in last week's podcast about cause and effect. Where you stand right now is as a result of all of the decisions that you made leading up to this point. Let go of the what ifs and the whodunits and only if, okay? And this is where we have to embrace where we are and let go of all of what we thought we were going to be at this point so that we can open ourselves up to what's possible. When we do this exercise together, I'm able to tease out where the excitement is, what the draw was, and where their hurts and bruises. The hurts and bruises are what are going to keep us stuck. Each of those pieces of information is a part of the amazing puzzle we are constructing on our what's next. Okay, last exercise. And this last one is the funnest. Or is it most fun? Sorry, most fun. Without overthinking, what is your favorite childhood memory? First thing that comes to your mind. What was the first thing that popped into your mind? Visualize it a little bit more. What do you feel? What do you see? Where are you? What do you hear? Who were you with? What about that activity made it memorable or your favorite? Really drop in to the feeling like you're there. Do not question. Do not say, oh, that wasn't a good memory. It must be something else. I want you to go with with the first image that came into your mind. I've done this exercise in nearly every one of my workshops as an icebreaker, and it never fails me. The memory that popped up is embodying what you need more of right now. If I had asked you six months ago or even six years ago, a different memory would have come up, and that's what you needed right then. But this is what you need right now. So again, What about that memory resonates with you? A very popular answer is playing outside until the lights came on or playing all day with the neighborhood kids. Outside of the fact that our kids never do these things, but likely that's telling you that you need more freedom. You need more play. You need more lightness. Another popular one is spending time with, and you can fill in the blank. That likely means you need more connection or more family, depending on who the spending time was with. One of my Igniter clients, her memory was her parents putting her in a cardboard box and pushing her back and forth between them. And she laughed and she laughed. We determined together that she needed more fun 
for fun sake. So you may not know what you want to be when you grow up yet, but you're on your way. You can start to see what a new role needs as a draw from your recycled dreams. You can start to open yourself up to new possibilities and clear space for a fresh start by releasing your outdated dreams. And you can see what you need more of right now to start incorporating that into your life. It's been 42 years since my declaration at Debbie's birthday party. But the core of what I wanted then is what I'm so lucky to do every single day. I bring beauty and comfort to people and help teach them new skills. I also wanted to be a rocket, and man, I wish I had had the legs for that. But at the core of that dream was community and performance. And I'm fortunate to have this platform to be able to scratch that itch. If this piqued your interest, if you're ready to explore your what's next, then I would love the opportunity to chat with you to help you determine what is your next best step forward. My email is always in the show notes, or you can reach out on my website at janessadurani.com. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Surviving to Thriving. Remember, you're not alone in this adventure, and I'm here cheering you on every step of the way. If you found value in today's episode and want to stay connected, make sure to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform by subscribing. You'll never miss an episode filled with practical strategies, my quirky stories, and of course, a few laughs along the way. And hey, let's spread the word together. If you're loving what you're hearing, I'd be incredibly grateful if you would take a moment to leave a review. Your reviews not only make my day, but they also help other incredible women like yourself find the podcast and join our thriving community. So as we wrap up today, remember that you are worth every freaking ounce of effort you put into yourself. If you need me, you can find me at Just Janessa on all social media platforms, and my email is in the show notes. Catch you in the next episode.